The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. The readings at Holy Mass two days ago said, By your great wisdom applied to your trading, you have heaped up your riches. Your heart has grown haunty from your riches. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you've thought of yourself to have a mind of a God, Therefore, I will bring against you foreigners and those barbarous of nations. They shall draw their swords against you and beat you with wisdom. They shall run them through the splendid apparel. And so it is. We have assaults against our nation on every level. We have affluence, not just in this nation, but really all over the world, that poor people never even had before. Well, we hear from people who have laptops in Africa in huts. We are ungrateful people, a people who have grown haughty, who are spoiled, who are brats. And we see this in Missouri. 
We see these things happening now. The nation coming unglued, but all over the world. Yes, June 25th, 2014, 33 years of apparition, crucifixion time. And we see things unfolding. A lady who's not here, preceding events, without helping us through the events that's going to come in the present and in the future. And he says, I'm alongside you. She said, I'm alongside the shepherds. On August 2nd, she said, I'm asking my son through love to grant you unity through him, unity among you. Do you think we have that? you think we have it in the family? If we don't have it in the family, we will have it in the nation and on the streets of the cities. It's an amazing thing to see something that most people can't see. But if you pray, if you fast, you'll understand the situation in Missouri immediately about the cops supposedly shooting somebody. Michael Brown, I think is his name. Innocently. That doesn't happen. Especially it doesn't happen in broad daylight. And this is all going to come out in the wash and see. And all this has been done with these poor brats running in the streets. Just using an excuse that they can do what they can do. That it shows all a lie. And indeed, it isn't coming like this. Everything is unfolding, and it's going to be shown. What I don't get is why people can't see through things to truth. Immediately, there's a lot more to it than what's been said. And how he writes, placating protesters who are ravaging the city streets, stealing, thieving, as if, well, we got to calm, calm down. No, there's no Christian virtue. We don't have to worry about calming down. We need to deal with them. This is anarchy. If you let anarchy reign, anarchy will reign. It's that simple. That's so we're holding hands and being scared, or we kind of talk them into this, talk them into that. Jesus confronted things truthfully, and now truth is coming out. This is entitled, Missouri Cop Was Badly Beaten Before Shooting Michael Brown, Source Says, and comes from Fox News. Darren Wilson, the Ferguson, Missouri police officer, whose fatal shooting of Michael Brown touched off more than a week of demonstrations, suffered severe facial injuries, including an orbital eye socket fracture, and was nearly beaten unconscious by Brown moments before firing his gun, a source close to the department's top brass told Fox News. The assistant police chief took him to the hospital his face all swollen on one side, said the insider. He was beaten very severely. According to the well-placed source, Wilson was coming off another case in the neighborhood on August 9th when he ordered Michael Brown and his friend Doran Johnson to stop walking in the middle of the road because they were obstructing traffic. However, the confrontation quickly escalated into physical violence, the source said. They ignored him, and the officer started to get out of the car to tell them to move, the source said. They shoved him right back in. That's when Michael Brown leans in and starts beating Officer Wilson in the head and the face. 
The source claims that there is solid proof that there was a struggle between Brown and Wilson for the policeman's firearm, resulting in the gun going off, although it still remains unclear at this stage who pulled the trigger. Brown started to walk away, according to the account, prompting Wilson to draw his gun and order him to freeze. Brown, the source said, raised his hands in the air and turned around saying, What, you're going to shoot me? At that point, the source told Fox News the 6-foot, 4-inch, 292-pound Brown charged Wilson, prompting the officer to fire at least six shots at him, including the fatal bullet that penetrated the top of Brown's skull, according to an independent autopsy conducted at the request of Brown's family. Wilson suffered a fractured eye socket in the fracas and was left dazed by the initial confrontation, the source said. He is now traumatized, scared for his life and his family, injured and terrified that a grand jury, which began hearing evidence on Wednesday, will make some kind of example out of him, the source said. You have a savage people in the streets. And Fox News says that this set off a week of demonstrations. Really? Just demonstrations? Just people naturally protesting? What is it that we go to the perpetrators and say that they're victims or they haven't got jobs, that we excuse every, every, we excuse every virtue necessary to have a civil society? We're backwards on everything. I didn't have to know this news that just came out right there. I already, I already saw it. You can see these things. You can understand how people act, how people hate, behave, what they do. Our lady says on July 2nd, 2014, set out on the way of humility. If Brown was humble and just did what the officer said, he'd be alive today. Our lady goes on and says, that, will, that way... Setting out on a way of humility. That way leads to the coming of the know, leads to the coming to know the love of my son. There's no love of Jesus Christ on the streets there. And some of these people describe themselves as Christians. The whole media and the way they, they've handled this thing and look at this and everybody, what they're writing about it, are so gingerly stepping. We don't want to inflame it anymore. Inflame it. These are thugs. Deal with them. How he goes on and says, my son is almighty. You're not almighty walking the streets of thugs. What Brown did is not almighty. And he says, he is everything, speaking about our son. If you, my children, do not become cognizant of this, then darkness and blindness rule in your soul. That's what's wrong with these people. They're savages. Just call them what they are. There's nothing civilized about what they're doing. There's no virtue in it. And we got brats that scream who are kids to many people and families and they give them everything they want. And they think this way and this behavior will get what they want. Which is really they'll steal something and not be held accountable for it. How come we can't see truth? How come we can't understand truth? And why do we think we got to wait on news accounts to show and reason out. Scripture says, come reason with me. You can see through things without even knowing all the facts. There's something way wrong here. You justify whatever happened in the shooting 
And I knew it was going to turn out this way. I've been around it too long. I was raised in Birmingham, Alabama. We've seen too much of it. I don't depend on what the news tells me. We can reason out that cops in broad daylight, if they're no good, no good are going to even do such a thing. And people are manipulated and inflamed into hatred, walking around hating people all the time, having a chip on their shoulder, in darkness and blindness, which rules their soul. Our lady says, only humility can heal you. What they need in the streets is humility, saying we're wrong, and we're inciting these things, and we're using this for excuses to do what we want to, just to get more of the behavior that we want to, and not be held accountable by anybody of authority. The cop was authority, authority by God. He did what he needed to do. But everybody's scared to say this. They're in fear. Oh, we're going to make people angry. Truth made a lot of people angry at Jesus, and truth comes out. So he says, people underneath this darkness, down in this blindness, that rule in their soul, that only humility can heal you. My children, I have always lived humbly and courageously and in hope. I knew I, be- I knew, and I became cognizant that God is in us, and we are in God. There's nothing in these people out there on the streets that is of God. I don't care if you're just protesting and screaming and hollering and don't even wait for find out what happened, but you're incited and lied to and grab a hold of that lie and are manipulated by the media that you're so stupid you can't even see what's truth. You're misled and you're burning down your own neighborhoods and you're hurting yourself because there's no humility. Everything is everybody else's fault. We got a whole culture that thinks everything that happens to them is due to somebody else or because they were slaves 300 years ago. My grandfather came to New York, came to the, to the channels, came in as immigrants, not as from a barbarous nation, as the scripture says, with hearts grown haunty, which is talking about the riches here, but I'm foreigners from most barbarous uh, nation which would draw the swords. We're in this time. We're coming. And it is just due to our sins because we have done the wrong things. We have sinned and we have all this anarchy beginning. But I said, become cognizant that God is in us and we're in God. I'm asking you the same of you. I'm asking the same of you. I desire that all of you be with me in eternity. Attacking a cop, daring him to shoot you, going like a raging bull toward him. Anybody's got a right to defend themselves. It's in the it's in the uh, scriptures. It's in the church's teachings. It's what we have a right to defend. What is he supposed to do? What would you do? He'd already has eye socket broken. He'd already been beat up. This all astounds me how dumbed down our nation has become and how we listen to the media and everything they say to do. Or not they say to do. Just just Fox, everybody thinks it's conservative. They called it set off for wicked demonstrations. That's what you define it as. Say what it is. I read an account where a lady said she's been listening to the Missouri news reports from the radio stations and the day that they came in with the state troopers, they said it was all peace and calm. It was not true. 
Don't believe anything in the media. Especially you people who are incited by it. You should back down and be humble that God will work things out. If there's an injustice, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That will happen. You just got this cop scared to death for his family, scared to death for his life. You got the Black Panthers chanting, what do you want? Daryl. Or what's the cop's name? I think it's Daryl. That you got them chanting for his death in the streets. Why would he not be scared? All he did was defend himself. But we got to wait two more, three more weeks before that comes out, and then everything else has happened, and we'll just go away. And cops are going to be reluctant to do, protect you on the streets. This just breeds anarchy. I'm not for militarizing the police. I'm not for my constitutional rights being broken. And because it's Christian, and our Constitution is based in Christian principles, our lady's not for that. Our lady gives us freedom. But we have lost freedom because we've sinned. We're all guilty. So inheriting all that, all this for the decades of what we've done, how we've done and treated our own God as Christians, and we got these kinds of things happening. But if you pray, if you fast, if you do what all he's asking to do, let the Eucharist be your life, this won't be part of your life. You separate from that. To be holy means to be separate. Our lady's calling us to get separate from these things, separate from being influenced by it. And anybody you know that's involved in them, tell them, get out of the streets, you're crazy. It's bizarre how far this thing can go and how so many people can be so fooled, but really it's because they're fools. They're not humble. If you're a humble person, you'll do it, you're told, by authority. And you can avoid all these things. So where do we go from here? Our Lady is saying, I'm blessing you. She says, I'm the mother of the entire world. We have no answers. We're not going to get to a grand jury. We're not going to get straight troopers. We're not going to get it from Eric Holder going down there doing another investigation. The answer is what Our Lady said. My love will envelope you like a mantle and make you apostles of my light, of God's light, with the love that comes forth from humility. This nation needs humility. And if we won't go down our knees on our own, we'll be brought down to our our knees by force. With the love that comes forth from humility, you'll bring the light to where darkness and blindness rules. Darkness and blindness news that, and we're not going to negotiate that. You're not going to talk that in there. Talk people into it. You're going to have to bring the force of the, the force of authority to bring it down, and then people need to go toward what all the Christian virtues teach this nation and what we've always prospered by. And he says, "You are brave, bringing my son, who is the light of the world. I am alongside of you and your shepherds. These places are shepherds. That's their position." And she says, I will pray that they may be always an example of humility for you. It's interesting that Eric Holder would come would come to Ferguson, Missouri to do this uh, investigation, so to speak, and he wouldn't investigate other things. So that kind of shows you the, the, the size of the issue, that, that where this falls. But this is a, and this, this may be a topic that you may or may not even want to broach into, but it seems like whenever you hear the reports that speak from, I guess you're going to call it the other side, where not not something that's reasonable, the people who are on the rioting side, 
the people who are justifying that behavior, there's always one um, always one topic that always comes up, and that's the subject of racism. And this seems to be uh, this seems to be the underlying theme that continually comes up over and over and over again. And again, it may not be a topic that you want to discuss, but we feel it probably does need to be addressed because this is something that is repeatedly brought up, not just in this circumstance. It was the Trayvon Martin circumstance and every other circumstance that's come up. Racism has always been the thing that has always come up as being the underlying cause behind these things. Well, Sunday's reading was, or Sunday's gospel was when the the woman who, who, the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus asking to be healed and he says no. And she kept insisting and he says then, he says, uh, the um, the dogs, I, I'd say it was the dogs, can you recall the verse? Yeah, it was the, um, not. it's not proper to take from the household and uh, give the, to the dogs or something for like the that. For the dogs. Right. And then, of course, she responds in the famous things, but even the scrap of the master's table uh, are given to the dogs. And Jesus is amazed by this. And Jesus says, it would be as you wish because of your faith. What does that mean? Jesus never sinned. Why did he call her a dog? Because the Canaanites lived like dogs. They didn't have. They had pagan practices. They didn't have the virtues of Christian principles or or the or the, or the Torah at the time. And we have dogs out there, right there on the city streets now. They're living like pagans. They're living like heathens. They live like savages. It's nothing about racism. It's just what the people are doing. Was Jesus a racist because he said that? We don't give the food of the chosen people. He's chosen the people above somebody else. Is he an elitist? Jesus Christ never sinned. We need to understand why did he call it a dog? Because these people lived unvirtuous lives. And we have people living like dogs out there today. Once we understand that, that they need Christianization coming to them, they need the light, then they can come and receive the light. And that's what we're called to do, and that's what I already said on the second. Or rather, uh, yeah, July July second, you'll be bringing the sun, my son, the light of the world to them. They need this light, and so we have this whole thing, this reaction. Because people that say racist, they're the racist. They're full of venom. They're venom. They're full of hatred. They're spewing this all the time. It's got a chip on their shoulder. You owe me this. You don't. You don't owe anything. My grandfather I didn't finish saying when he came over. He didn't have anything. And he was treated badly as Italian. But he didn't wear that on his shoulders and say, you owe me something. He went to work. And so we need this nation to go back to its founding principles. Hard work. Idleness is the devil's workshop. You don't work, you don't eat. We're creating a whole system of foreigners who's been born in this nation within here that don't do anything because trouble. And it's going to be more trouble in the future. And so these are the topics people don't want to address, they don't want to talk about, and they, when they do, they, they feel like, well, they're disadvantaged. This is disadvantaged. Forget that. That's nowhere was Jesus. Jesus was the most disadvantaged, who was the most innocent, and he never took that attitude. If you're a Christian, you can't take that attitude. Sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So you say one word and something is people offended by it, and you got to apologize. You got to do all these things. Where is our Christian virtue and our and our character to say say what it is? What is a dog? There are people that are human that are less than a dog, and these behaviors are 
or your dogs won't do it. So you can only go one way. It's savagery. And that's exactly what it is. And until we can stand up and say, we're not putting up with this stuff. Your, your, your crybaby stuff, don't, don't touch me in this way. And, and at the same time, we always have to realize where we're at fault. Not a racism. We're at fault because of our sins. We inherit this kind of behavior, and we're inheriting this thing. Europe's going to burn. It's going to be the same way. Everything's coming down, and we can see these things in something that was is going to show up as a complete justifiable act on the officer's part. You'll see it. People say, well, we don't know what happened. Yes, you don't know what happened because you don't know your enemy. And as I quoted many times, son, too, you don't know yourself, you don't know your enemy, you lose every battle. You know yourself but not your enemy, you lose every other battle. If you don't know, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you know you'll win every almost every battle. And I understand these situations. Most people's praying can understand these situations. They fall on the right side of the track with it, and this is going to come up through all this terrible situation. It's not tragic. This is a manufactured crisis by thugs who incite people who are incitable. And when they wake up and realize they've been duped. And they only, only they're going to be hurt. This is going to cause, hopefully, humility, because it's the only cure for it. Okay, one final question. How much of this do you think is uh, either, A, um, purposely incited by some unseen person or group, or B, um, how much is this the as just the escalation of evil in the world reaching a certain point where it's overflowing and spilling out at Ferguson, Missouri. I'm sure I understand it's a small town off in the outskirts of St. Louis, not necessarily probably the place that something like this may happen. Um, maybe it is, but what, what are the chances of something like this just to come out of nowhere and just happen? Uh, is this something that you think has been perpetrated by a person or a group, uh, or is it something that's just the escalation of evil in the world? It's both. It's incited. There's people there. They already know there's been people coming from out there to take advantage of this to incite the protesters, and they get excited, and then they get their TVs, and they keep going with it. And and it's the unseen force, which is evil, which is devil. This thing's driven definitely by satanic. It's satanic. There's nothing There's nothing virtuous about it. There's nothing virtuous about the grandfather of the, man, of the young man that was shot, who who uh, the officer shot, when he's getting in, in Boasting and saying some of the things he's saying, uh, which is which is without without humility, without God's virtue, and people might get mad about that. Oh, he's not in grief. No, he's not in grief. He's taking advantage of the situation, and that's what these people usually do. They'll come in this situation when you see this to take advantage of it to get a gain for something else or justify their actions. Well, if, if say it's incited by a person or group. What what would be the goal of something like that? What would be the goal of inciting a situation like this to take place? What are they what are, what are they trying to cause? Anarchy. It's anarchy. It's coming. There's no way around it. Where there's going to be order, where, where there's disorder, there's Satan. It's just that simple. Cut through all the cut through everything. If you're told to get out of the street, the authority's legitimate. All authorities from God. You get out of the middle of the road. Forget it. Forget that he robbed something before that. Forget that he had marijuana in his system. But then you have to take into account he did rob somebody before that, and that he did have marijuana in him, 
And so, but they want to they say, well, that don't have any factor. Don't have no factor? You're, you're full of something like this? So there's a lot of dynamics working in this. And to bring peace to it is not the way it was done in the past. I've been in France. And I've seen protesters. I was just there and we saw a big protest. Uh, well, last year I saw a big protest. They have cops lining the whole place. If they get out of order, it's dispersed in one minute. We need. We think America knows how to do things. I'm telling you, in, in, 10, 15 years ago I was in France, and we watched thousands of people protesting. We walked across Paris. We got on the other side of Paris, and they started throwing stuff. Within two minutes, everybody's gone. I mean, these people, the police came on them. They, they knew how to handle the crowds. It can be done. But we're, we're treating these people like they're legitimate. They sell legitimate actions and deal with it legitimately because you have the authority to do it. All we're doing is breeding more problems for us in the, in the, in the future. You say, well, where this message comes in that? This is love. Love is first obedience. I'll, always remember, love is best displayed by obedience. There's certain authorities that's over you got to obey. When it becomes... Anarchy like this, there's no structure. Uh, even if even if the police are bad, and you have bad cops. But I don't even want to go there because this has nothing to do with, with well, let's justify this. Say, well, we know this bad. Forget it. You don't have to offer that argument to these people on the streets. They're the criminals, and they're wrong. And they should be put away for, for a long time in jail. Just This needs to come into a point where we got to bring order. And if we don't, we're going to see more of it. First order in ourselves. And that's how I want to end the program because Our Lady said on March 25th, 2014, she says, Dear children, I am calling you anew. Begin the battle against sin. This is sin. What they're doing in the streets is sin. They're not justified if the cop did do this cold blood. They don't have the justification for that. Justice had to be served on what happened. And the fact that it's all false and showing up to be false, and I knew it was going to be false, shows that this battling against this sin of these people on the streets, how's the lady put it? Begin the battle against sin as in the first days. Talking about Mitch Gloria. And what does she say? Go to confession. Because we're inheriting these things, and that's what we have to do. This is happening because of our sins. We haven't lived holiness. Because we haven't lived holiness, we're inheriting a culture that's very unholy that will persecute us and put us under and bring us back to God through purification. But it's interesting how he says, begin the battle against sin as in the first days. Go to confession and decide for holiness. Holiness is our protection. Teaching these people you have to be holy. And if you're not going to be, you're going to have to be dealt with because we're going to be a holy people. We're not going to allow this unrest in this matter because it's not virtuous and we don't allow virtue in society. We have to tell us we're going to impose Christian principles. And so until we understand these principles, nothing's going to change. You want to get Frank's contact information? He's not with us today. Yeah, Frank, uh, Frank Williams can be reached at uh, toll-free 877-936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. His email address is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. That's globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And the website is globalsilverinvestors.com with general information. All right, tell us on a second. Your life is only a blink in contrast to eternal life. We have life been taken, life been lost, and so many things could have been avoided through humility, through the way of humility. 
And for all those people calling racism, a little humility is in due. There's people that's accepted insults and was humble and was exalted and respected. George Washington Carver, look him up. See his life. And see how he rose to the top of society of the white culture even because he was humble. Not arrogant, not haughty, not in your face. We need to be truthful. We need to call what is the right view of things instead of pretending oh well I'm afraid if I say this I'll be a racist no it's about behavior it's not about color and I'm frankly sick of hearing all this stuff God's calling us to do of love of neighbor and there's no love in these people in the streets And there's no accusations they can throw at where they can justify their actions. So you have to learn not to listen to the news, not to see things through that, see everything through the messages because it addresses all these issues down to the city streets. And I already told the visionaries, you now are in an area of peace she was referring to, but go go in the city streets and see all the sin. What do you expect that's going to happen? And what do you expect the reason God's having to send Our Lady to clean up this mess? We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This is the Radio Wave Medgenomics broadcast. You can listen or download for free from the website, medj.com, that's M-E-J dot com, or you can receive this on compact disc by contacting Caritas in the United States at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000, and ask for the August 21st Medgenomics show. Thank you for listening.